Hey everyone, I just wanted to take time to say thank you so much for the support and for you guys listening. I also wanted to let you know I've been actually speaking with several medical device companies and because they are looking for more and more people, uh, they've been reaching out to me. I'm actually going to be running a October special, um, so we are going to be doing a discount on the course. So if you guys are interested, please reach out. Uh, we do still have only limited spots. I'm going to open it up a little more. Uh, just because of the demand I am getting from medical device companies. But I did just want to let you guys know that I will be running an October special. Once the spots are out, they are out. And again, we're only taking a small select few and not everybody gets in. Again, I make sure to get on phone calls with you guys and we have to vet you to make sure that it's going to be a good fit for everyone. So if you guys are interested, please feel free to reach out. Would love to talk with you. Love to have you in the program and help you it hit your goal of breaking into medical device sales. And also just want to make this message for everybody who doesn't know who I am. Uh, my name is Jacob McLaughlin. I'm a personal trainer uh, who is able to get four job offers with no previous sales experience from the top 30 companies in the world. I end up taking a job with the largest medical device company in the world and took the lowest performing territory in the nation to top 10. From there, I was able to go and now just took a regional sales manager position with a startup called Innovis Medical, where I run the whole Western United States. And so the reason I wanted to share that is because we have a lot of new listeners. Some of you guys don't know that I was a personal trainer. My first episodes, you can go back. We have now, this is the 115th and counting episode where my first episodes were me being a personal trainer. And so I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has just supported me, uh, is, is listening to this, and hopefully it gives you guys value. Uh, again, just wanted to touch on the course because at this point, after helping over 500 people break into medical device sales, as well as myself getting top positions in medical device sales, got to figure it figured out um, and, and want to help you guys hit your goals as well um, with the program. It's not only self-paced and done at your own time, but we also have office hours. We do mock interviews. We get you guys totally prepped and as well as I coach you guys. So that's the biggest thing is I'm coaching you through every step of the process. You can ask questions. We get on calls and make sure to get you prepared for success. Uh, so I just wanted to touch base on that, but I'm excited for you guys to listen and get value from today's episode. So here we go. Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and I hope you guys are having a great well, I guess it's the end of the week when we record this. So maybe you're listening into it on a Monday. So great start to your week or a great end of the week whenever you guys are listening uh, to this. If you guys are watching on YouTube, press that like and subscribe button. Uh, five-star review helps us on podcast on Apple. So again, I always get that out of the way because uh, it helps grow our channel, which it has done very well. And I appreciate you guys uh, just reaching more and more people. Um, exciting news. I always like to start with this. Two people from the course just this last week got hired striker associate and medtronic clinical specialist so two big names both of those people actually had no previous sales experience um one was a speech language pathologist and one was a former athlete so again love seeing people from the course getting hired uh makes my day uh especially the messages that come with after and, and watching their growth so if you guys are interested uh in that um again still running the special we I'm opening up just a couple more spots uh, just because we have been able to fill, but just filled two more people. So it kind of it offsets and opens up. So if you guys are interested, please feel free to reach out, especially as we're getting into the holiday season. And, and I just had this kind of conversation with people on the call yesterday of, 
you know, going into the new year, that's when new budgets are being put in, new associate, new positions are usually happening because new promotions and all that good stuff. So uh, this is a, a great time to get in with the new year approaching. Uh, to If you guys are interested, feel free to reach out. But wanted to get you guys a podcast. This is one has been actually sent to me several times for like a recommendation of me to do. Um, and so I wanted to to go into it. And as you guys know, I like to uh, bring in what you guys are doing to break into medical device sales, but not only that, when you're actually in the medical device sales world. So it's going to be objection handling, how to handle objections. Um, and, and again, I'm going to talk about whether it's going into, you know, an interview process, handling those objections, which are going to happen, or when you're meeting with a real surgeon, meeting with a real doctor or a gatekeeper and handling those objections. Now, the conversation I always have with everybody, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm the expert and that you should only listen to me. This is just my advice and my personal opinion. And from my experiences, uh, take it with a grain of salt. Like anything, you should always uh, do that. But to be fair, have I done okay? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I haven't done horrible. Uh, have I made sales? Yes. Did I just make a sale today? Yes. Uh, so Again, take it with a grain of salt. You guys uh, listen how you want to and, and take it how you would like to, but just going into objection handling. So the reason I wanted to go over this, a lot of people have talked about, hey, how do I handle objections? And it came up in the course of, you know, a lot of people who, again, are in my course don't have sales experience. A lot of you guys listening don't have sales experience and you're going to get that. That is a guaranteed objection that somebody's going to throw at you is they're going to say, you don't have sales experience. Why would we hire you? That's an objection. How are you going to answer that? And what I found throughout this process is most people will listen to the podcast and they're like, oh, I have a good answer, but then they'll actually reach out. We get on a phone call and they can't answer that question and they can't answer it without saying, uh, um, uh, like a thousand times, right? They haven't well thought it out. You haven't talked it out. You haven't played it out. And so if somebody comes into you, if you don't have clinical experience, you're going to get asked that you're going to get told, why should we like, for example, if you don't have clinical experience, but they have someone who's a nurse, why wouldn't they just go with the nurse, right? Why are they choosing you? Same thing. If you don't have sales experience, why are they choosing you over the ADP person, right? And I, and I had to have a, a, a heart-to-heart and a real talk is, you know, with some of the people in the course, again, because I'm here to coach you guys. And, and just like anything, coaching is is pushing you and, and making sure that you're well-rounded and you're also getting getting where you need to be. And And so a conversation that actually was up the other day is, a lot of people tell me they're going to be a great rep. A lot of people tell me, I, I talk to hundreds of people a month and hundreds of people a month tell me they're going to break into this industry and be president club winners and absolutely crush it. And almost none of them ever respond back. None of them ever actually break into the industry because uh, talk is cheap. And so I, I just say that to, again, everybody tells me that they're going to come in and crush it. So it's no different than I get told all the time, you know, like, for example, why should we choose you over the ADP person? Oh, I'm just better. I'll work harder. Cool. That's not a good enough answer. Like you have to be able to say it because I literally, I say this in my, my interviews, I literally say, talk is cheap. I can tell you whatever you guys want to hear I'm in sales, right? I can tell you, I'm going to go make millions of dollars in sales. I can tell you, I'm going to go do a, B and C, but it really doesn't matter because talk is cheap. What is my, are my actions backing that up? And so that's the conversation we always have. And, and through that process and what do we teach in the course? it's going to back it up. So um, that's just like a little side note, but going into handling objections. So again, with, with going into that breaking in the interviews, again, if you don't have sales, if you don't have clinical, they're going to throw that at you. Now understand that during the interview process, it is just a bunch of objection handling. They're going to throw it at you. They're, they want you to 
get a bunch of objection. They want to see how you're going to handle it. What's your facial expression? What's your body language? What's your tone of your voice? Are you going to crack under pressure? Are you going to lose it after seven objections? Are you going to be able to go? Because it's no different than when I'm going and talking with a doctor. Um, and, and the conversation is some doctors are open. Some doctors are great. Some doctors, it's tough, right? And some doctors, there's just no winning, right? And, and so I've, I've shared this experience before. I've had it where you already lost before you walked in. And what I mean by that, it was already a no before it comes in. And so I have this conversation, um, you know, like, because I, I hear this already time, your, your goal in sales is to turn a no into a yes. No, that's not, I, I do not believe that. I don't think that's a real thing because if it's a no, it's a no. Maybe it's a no for right now, right? Maybe in the future you can get it. But at this moment, if it is a no and it is a real no, it's, you're not changing their mind. They've already committed in something. You might be able to change up maybe to a yes, but you're not changing a no to a yes. And so the conversation, the reason I'm saying that is, you know, even in this last couple of weeks, I've actually, I met with a physician before it even started the first sentence out of his mouth. I already knew the sale was not going to ever happen. There was no potential. It wasn't going to go anywhere because of how the conversation started. Right. And so that's something to just be aware of what, before we're getting into handling the objections, is the objection even a real objection? So that will be something you have to be able to figure out, right? Are people just saying stuff because they're just trying to talk themselves out? Or have they already committed and already have it as a no? And it's just basically wasting both of your guys' times or ladies' times or whatever it is. Um, and so that's a conversation to have. But I'm going to go into a couple of the objections that I've gotten, um, especially in medical device sales and in the interview process. So again, number one is going to be the clinical, uh, the clinical experience, the, the sales experience. And again, I've, I've talked to you guys about that um, because you got to say, no, I totally understand where you're coming from. But and then you give your reasons of why, you know, why you're a good sales rep, which again, I've gone into millions of podcasts about that. Um, so if you guys have questions, go watch the hundred and some episodes that we have out by now. Otherwise, reach out to me. We have that in the course. Um, but again, you're going to be handling the sales, the, the clinical. Now, also, they're going to be like, for example, I came in as a full line sales rep. They're like, you've never done sales before. I don't think you have know how to prospect, right? I don't think you know how to run a territory. I don't think you know how to do a business review, right? And that's where it's throughout that process where I always tell you guys, and, and I've had a couple of people call me and they've, they've restated it. So I know you guys are listening, but you got to do the job to get the job. You need to be able to show what you're doing because again, talk is cheap. So if you can show that you know how to do a business review, aka our business plan that we're, uh, we put together, if you guys can show that you know how to prospect, aka the Excel sheet we talk about, right? If you can put those and then you just show them, that's how you're going to put those objections away and be able to handle those objections in the interview process. Uh, also, a common question I get asked is, hey, I don't have sales experience. How am I going to handle that? Well, you've probably had sales at some point in your life, whether it's getting friends, uh, if you were in college, if whatever jobs you've had, you've had to sell yourself. You've even had to get yourself a job. So at one point you had to sell yourself to get that job. And so there's different experiences just because you don't have quote unquote B2B sales experience does not mean you don't have sales experience. You're just going to have to be able to have that conversation and understand some people will not agree with you that like I, that was a conversation we just had in the course. Um, somebody, the, the student thought that he did a really great job and that they handled the, the objection very well and that they had the conversation. The person was just like, you don't have sales experience. It's not going to work. Right. And they were so frustrated and they wanted to change that. But in the real fact of there's some people, like I tell people all the time, when I went through the striker interview, literally I had the regional manager call me, tell me that I was the best candidate that I was going to do so great in this industry that they were so sure that I was going to crush it. 
but they couldn't get over the fact that I didn't have sales experience. So they couldn't offer me that they are going to take to somebody who had Yelp experience, um, which yeah, yeah, Yelp is just cold calls. It doesn't mean you know how to sell. Um, because I, the conversation I had with them is me being a personal trainer, trainer having to sell fitness and actually make the relationships and have them come back and actually work, deal with people. I actually had way more sales experience than the person who just picked up a call and did 50 cold calls and never have actually had to meet the person. And so they end up not going with me. But what ended up happening is that person did not pass the VP because the VP asked them, how are you going to create relationships? That person had no great answer, got vetoed, did not get it. And guess who got a job? I uh, got a call three weeks later offering the job for myself. Yes. Right. Um, and so that's just the conversation. But Going into that, there's some people that are just old school the managers that are like, you need to go do B2B sales experience and you go sell copiers and I had to do, okay, cool, Jim. Like, I don't care. Um, you're also a work at Stryker and you've been there for 15, 30 years and like, cool. Like, that's that's the conversation. Um, again, not saying that Stryker is bad or anything. That was just an example. But the reason I'm saying that is a lot of these medical device companies are like these managers and people they it's it's old school mentality we did it this way and i'm like yeah jim you also used to use a blackberry right like now we use iphones like life has changed um but there's some people who are just stuck in their ways and that is what it is right like i i get so passionate about it the amount of people that reach out to me and call me and they're like ah jacob i've i've talked to these people and they tell me i need sales experience and oh i don't have what it takes or um oh i need to go do that i'm like yeah i did too i talked to thousands of people Hundreds of people told me I need to go sales experience. We've all felt it. It's just, are you going to listen to them? Are you going to like, for example, it's like, it, it's, it's even hysterical to now I'll get on phone calls with people and they'll be like, well, I've listened to your story and it's amazing how you've got to where you've done and, and everything. But somebody told me I should go get sales experience. I just don't know what to do. And I'm like, like you heard me. Like I literally have got told a hundred times to go get sales experience. I just decided not to listen. And I got four job offers from the top 30 companies in the world. Right. Like I, I'm now a regional sales manager in under two years of medical device sales. Like if you always are just t- taking that advice, like I'm not saying that's horrible advice. Maybe some of you guys need sales experience. But at the end of the day, I have proven with getting over 500 people hired that you don't need sales experience. It's just not true. Um, it's it's just an objection. And if you can overcome it and have a good answer, you can overcome it. But that's the that's the conversation with this whole objection handling. Most people don't have a good answer. And then they're mad and they're like, oh, I didn't pass it or I didn't go through, through the next round. Yeah, because your answer itself. Like, you didn't put a good thought into it. You thinking you're good enough. Like, I literally just had to have this conversation You with one of my students. Is like, you saying you're good does not make you good. Like, that, that just welcome to life. You saying I'm going to work harder. How? How do I know that? By a phone call? Why by you saying that? That doesn't prove anything to me. That's where it's like doing the process. You have to show that. Um, so going in that. Now, bringing it to those reps that are already there. Right. So common handling objections, like for me, for example, you're always going to get the the gatekeepers, right? The people that are working the front desk. Now, a lot of the times what I found was like, I would be going to schedule a lunch. The conversation I usually would have was like, if I came in and said, Hey, I'm here to meet with Dr. A, B, and C. um, And I want to set up a lunch with them. I almost never got it. But once I started coming in and saying, like, let's say her name's Linda. And I'd say, Hey, Linda, I hope you're doing great. I wanted to see about bringing you and your staff uh, some lunch the upcoming weekend. Every time I brought them into it, I got a lunch like 90% of the time because what you'll learn is these people at the front desk and working at these offices, they really don't care who you are. They just want free food. Um, so if you can offer them free food, they're like, yeah. And, may, and then you just be like, hey, what do you guys want? 
right? And uh, kind of work the deal that way. And, and then they, they're really excited to have you. They don't even care what you sell. Um, so that's happened. Another one for me is um, instead of doing a cold call, doing a warm call. So for example, if you're working with a doctor, instead of you just going and asking new doctors for like trying to get meetings, actually talk with your doctor, use that relationship and not use, but like leverage that relationship ask if anybody else could benefit from that product that you're selling. And then they will give you names, go to those names and then say, Hey, Dr. A, B, and C just sent me here because they think Dr. Z could benefit from this. That's how you can get past that because that's a big one. Um, now going into like ones that I would go every single time you're selling a product. If you're, if you're selling against like for me, when my former one, I had one real big competitor, there were slight differences. There, there was always the, the, the objections that came up. Well, they have this. Uh, I, I understand they say that, but it, it's really not true. And let me show you how, right? It's, it's having those conversations. Now, real quick, you're not just going and saying that right away. You have to build that rapport. Um, you have to build a little relationship, even if it's a quick conversation, so they can trust you and have that by just showing them. Um, but that's that's the biggest thing. Now, again, going into handling some more ob- objections when you're like going with the doctors, a lot of times they they want to have proof, they want to have literature. So if you can have that, that's going to be great. If you can bring other doctors and examples of them, that is going to help you out as well. Um, so I had a conversation. Uh, somebody actually messaged on the Instagram. What do you do when you you meet a, a doctor who's standoffish, right? And and the conversation is w- with me again. This would be my opinion is why are they standoffish? Did they just have a bad case? Are they going through stress right now? Do they just not like your product? Like what is, why is it standoffish? And how are you going to build that relationship? Because like I said, there are some just conversations you're going to walk into and the person's just turned off. They're not going to talk to you. They're, uh, they're not going to have it. And you just need to be able to read the room and understand maybe today is not your day to sell to them. Maybe your day is not the day to do the relationship. And that's what I, I think is a big one I want to say with objection handling. Everybody thinks that you have to sell it today, that it has to be done. The medical device sales, especially if you guys are selling stuff that's more than 500 bucks, it's it's a long game. It's not just like, oh, they switch tomorrow. Oh, I should have it. We feel that way as reps that we want that. But that's just not the truth. Like, for example, I know right now with uh, people that I'm dealing with, like, I'm now at the three-month mark. And now, finally, after people I've sent, like, six to eight emails to. I just scheduled a meeting uh, finally today with somebody. I've, I've had five emails back and forth. They haven't responded. And then finally on the fifth one, they responded, got them going. They went cold again. And then I had to do a, two more follow-ups. And then they finally responded back when we have a date. Like now they're finally open to going and having that conversation. So now I can bring it and talk. But at the beginning, they weren't, right? And so that's the conversation I'll have with a lot of people is like, Hey, how do you go handle a, a doctor who's standoffish and they don't want to see you? I don't know if I'm going to sell to that person right away. I might just go and introduce myself and say, hi, I'm, I'm Jacob. I'm this rep, right? And I, I hope you have a great day. And then guess what? I'll see them again. If I know they're a high, busy doctor, see, say hi the next three times you see them. And then eventually they'll be like, oh, who is this person who's always so nice to me? And then eventually be like, hey, doc, what do you got going on today? Build that relationship. And again, it might take three, six, nine months. But again, that's how these sales are done. Everybody, especially new reps that reach out to me. And again, I'm not saying I'm a, a pro by this any means. I'm still two years in. Um, but the conversation is, is you're not always making the sale right away. It's going to take time. Um, so I think that, again, understand with objection handling, whether you guys are in the interview process, because they're going to come at you. Oh, I don't see that you've ever balanced a sheep or balanced a, a you know, a portfolio before? Do you know even how to run a territory? How are you going to run these trades? How are you going to manage these people? How are you? 
they're just objections. They're just things that questions they want to see how you're going to answer. That's all objection handling is. They're giving you an objection. How are you going to handle it? And this is the conversation that can just stop the whole podcast after I say this is most of you guys give sucky short answers. And that's why you won't break in. And that's why you guys are losing because it'll be like, how can you, for example, why should we choose you? I'll work harder. Horrible answer. Why should we choose you? Because I don't have any bad sales experience, so I can be molded into anybody. Okay. Then let's go get the homeless guy off the street. Like they're probably going to work harder and moldable moldable too. Like, so like that's, that's a joke, but like, that's the conversation I really have is you guys have to prove and show why you're able to, right? Like some of the, like, for example, I I say this all the time. My last conversation with my VP and when I was at Medtronic was they, their comment to me was, I don't believe you have what it takes to be in medical device sales. You currently sell personal training for $60 and we sell contracts for $100,000 plus. I don't believe you have what it takes. You have two minutes to change my mind. And then I have to jump off this call. That was my last two minutes of my interview that I received. That's just an objection. I don't believe you have what it takes. Hey, and, and how I do it always with whenever somebody gives me objection, sympathize with them, say, no, I totally understand where you're coming from, or I, I, I agree, or I, I understand where you might be thinking that, right? Have those conversations and then give them the rebuttal. Most people will get defensive and then they go, no, if I can sympathize with that person on whoever it is, and no, I totally understand why you might feel that way, but here's actually why I would be a good reason for you to hire me, right? Like that, that's how you handle that. Um, and so that's the conversation. Even if I go into a doctor, a lot of times doctors, they hear stuff from other reps and other reps aren't always being truthful. Um, welcome to medical device sales. And so a lot of times you'll have to be like, hey, no, doctor, I know I totally understand. I know you got told by that rep that that's true, but unfortunately that's not And here. I can actually prove it to you by this, right? And now you're getting that credibility. That's how I, I grew my business. Uh, I was going through against people sometimes that didn't always tell the truth. And then when I would just show them the truth without going into detail, I would win their trust because I could actually prove what I was saying. It wasn't just blowing smoke. And so a lot of times with people that are handling doctors, that's a lot of it or totally sympathizing with them and being like, oh, I know a doctor. I totally understand. Or can you tell me more about that? Right. When you guys find that pain point, let them talk about it because then you'll be able to turn it down. But again, when everybody's always asking me, hey, like you guys, because I can already tell with this podcast, people are going to be like, I want more examples. I want more things. Well, there's so many different objections. What I'm trying to show you guys is if some, there's sometimes doctors will just make objections that don't even make any sense because they're just, there's something on the fence why they don't want to buy or they don't want to try it. Like I've literally, I literally just had a doctor tell me they wanted something. I showed them that we had that, uh, a product that did what they were asking for. Then they were like, no, I actually want this. I showed them that we had that. And then I, they're like, no, I want this. And then I showed them that we had that. And then they're like, no, I want all of this together. And I, and I was actually like, hey, sorry, what you just asked for actually does not exist. And then they're like, well, I don't, I don't know then, right? Like th- that's not even an mar- option on the market. I was able to handle every single objection they had. But then once I had handled all their objections, they actually came up and they're like, oh. I literally just talked to my teammate. They were like, they, they were saying in, conversa- in a conversation that they, this doctor wanted A, B, and C. And so the, the rep that I'm friends with, it was like, yeah, we actually do A, B and C. We can handle all that. And he's like, well, we need, I need more uh, data on certain points. And he's like, well, what's those points? And he's like, I don't know. And so the rep was like, well, what do you mean you don't know? And he's like, I just don't know. Like I, I need more data, but I don't know what that data would be. 
that deal's never getting done because the doctor, like, and then why I'm, I'm laughing, I say that that doctor, that person doesn't even know what they want. So how can you give them what they want if they don't even know what they want? And so that's what I'm just telling you guys is sometimes you're going to be with people that are, you're handling objections. Those people don't even know what they want and they don't even know what they're going to do. So that's, again, when you're talking about handling objections, again, my best conversation I can give you guys is that the style I do it is I totally sympathize with them. I say, no, I totally understand where you're coming from. Or I can see why you would think that, right? Here, say that you're hearing them and then respectfully rebuttal them. So for example, if when the person was like, hey, I don't believe you have what it takes. No, and I said, I totally understand where you're coming from and why you might feel that way. But I do believe I have what it takes because A, B, and C was able to tell them that I'm already working with doctors. I'm already working with surgeons. I'm making them do all the work. And if I can sell them on doing all the work and making them put in the effort plus still come back, I promise that I can sell something that's going to make uh, their patients' lives better and more affordable for the hospital. That was my, my answer. But again, I, I totally heard them and I said, I, I hear you. And then I'm going to move past that and go and actually handle the objection. But you have to understand when you guys are going through these interview prop or interview processes and even working with doctors, a lot of times they're just going to throw random dumb questions that literally have nothing to do with anything that you're doing and selling because they're just trying to come up with reasons. If it's the interview process, they're just trying to throw you off your game. If it's a doctor, they're just like, they're like, oh, this person's a waste of my time. I don't even want to see them, but I said I would, or my scheduler got them right. And you just got to handle it the best you can and go with it. And, and again, the, the last thing I can just say, especially it's different. You're always selling yourself in the interview. Yes, you're selling yourself when you're dealing with the doctor, but the controversy is like, you're not always selling. Like, even though I'm selling myself when I go say hello to a doctor, that doesn't mean I'm going to be like, hey, doctor, did you know I sell A, B, and C? No, because my quick example of this is, guess what you're not doing? After a doctor comes out and had a horrible case, you know what you don't want to be associated with? that horrible case, that person's already not in a good mood. You're probably not going to want to talk to them and you're probably not going to want to sell to them because they'll be like, this is a piece of crap. They'll come up with every book in, or every reason in the book, why it's not a good product, why they would never use you. They'll probably be in a mad. And then when they think about you, they're going to think about those feelings, right? I would not do that. Um, and so going back to the interview process, the one thing I just want you guys to know is they're going to throw objections at you. They're going to throw. And just because you think it's a good answer does not mean it is. And lastly, I'll just say this. Because this happens all the time. And this was a talk I had with one of the students in the course because I, and AKA, this is my life. It was my life, right? They were very frustrated because they don't have the sales experience. And the person that they were interviewing with wanted that sales experience. And they just want to get over that. And they said, we can't hire you because that, that person took that to heart, which is fine. And they were like, well, now what, now what can I do? And I, and I had to remind them that's one person. There's thousands of people. Right, just because that one person doesn't believe on you, like again, I'm telling you guys, you just need one person to take a shot on you. Your no, your next no, or your current no, just got you closer to the most recent yes, right? And that's how you guys have to think about it. Your future yes, because if you can just get that one yes, that one person to take a shot on you, that's all you need. Then you can go be successful. And and again, I just heard a a, a quote the other day, and it was like, if you got told, if you got ten no's, if you got ten no's, you would change your life forever. And, and on that 11th, you'd actually get everything that you ever hoped for. You'd be trying to get to that, those 10 no's as fast as you can. You'd be trying to have those conversations and, and try to get rejected right away so you can continue to go. So just because somebody says no, doesn't mean it's a no right now uh, or no forever. It could just be a no right now. Uh, first off, for example, when I didn't get the job, but three weeks later, they came and offered me the job again. Um, that was just a no right now, but it, it ended up working out. But understanding that 
you know, sometimes people are just going to be stubborn and they'll be like, no, this is what I need to do. That's okay. And, I, and I'm here to tell you, if you do not have sales experience, you're going to have to work 10 times harder than everyone else. You're going to have to be more buttoned up. You're going to have to, like, you don't have a choice because maybe those people, especially like I've had people and I have people in the course, if you don't have a four-year degree, no clinical experience and no sales experience, you have to freaking rock it. And you have to be the best person. And there cannot even be a question about it because guess what? You don't have a four-year degree. You don't have clinical experience and you don't have sales. You're literally 0 for 3. You shouldn't even be at the plate. They shouldn't even look at you. And unless you bring it and you wow them to where they can't even believe it, you are never going to get a job. Because guess what? The person who's not as wary hits all the credentials that they're looking for. And guess what? Fits the mold. Bam, you can do it. If you're trying to break in and you don't fit the mold, you are guaranteed to have to work harder. You're guaranteed going to get rejected for no reason. You're guaranteed going to get told no a thousand times and you have to be okay with it. And if you're not, then suck it up, buttercup, and go get sales experience, right? Like this is where I, I always just laugh and joke. Everyone's like, it's hard. I'm like, I know it was hard. I, I, I went through it during COVID when there was a six-month hiring freeze. Nobody was hiring. I talked to over 180 people on the phone and everybody told me to go to sales experience. I understand that it's hard to get told no over and over and over again. I lived it and yet I still got four job offers, right? Like, and, and that's just like a straight up talk because I, I like, I, I talked to so many people. And again, this is just like a rant. You guys know who I am. You know that I'm straight to the point. I'm getting you. There's too many, way damn too many sensitive people out there and I can't stand it. Like too many, this a no. Oh my gosh. Then don't do sales. Like my God, like if you can't take a no, then don't do this because you're not going to handle it when a doctor cusses at you and throws something at you. You're not going to be able to handle it when I was just in a doctor and the doctor's just grilling you hardcore and they were never going to buy and they just wanted to beat to death. You're never going to be able to handle that. You're going to cry and be like, oh, I can't do this career. I should just go back to making $50,000 because it's easier and I can go get drunk. If that's what you want to do, go do that. Do not do medical device sales. All right. So that's my nice, easy little rant um, going to you guys. So if you're sensitive, probably not going to work out. You probably already turned off the podcast and you're like, this guy's a jerk. But if you guys want to break into medical device sales, be successful, actually make money actually do really well and help a lot of people. I would uh, work on handling objections, not taking things to heart and understand that the no is just getting you closer to the next yes. Uh, If you can do that, you will do good. You will break in and you will have a lot of success. So hope this was helpful. Uh, Again, if you guys, I know it wasn't straight into a lot of straight specifics, but again, it's, it's how you're handling the objection. But if you guys have questions, feel free to reach out to me. Jacob McLaughlin on LinkedIn, new to medical device sales on TikTok, Instagram, all the above. Again, if you guys haven't pressed that like and subscribe button, a five-star help review helps us grow this channel. And then also, if you guys are interested in the course, like I said, have helped over 500. We're actually almost to 600 people now, which is super exciting. Uh, breaking into medical device sales. If you guys would like a t-shirt, again, that's on the website where it says I broke in. Love getting those photos of you guys. Um, but again, that's uh, the conversation. If you guys are looking to break in, uh, with the course, again, everyone's kind of asking me, hey, what's the course? So the course isn't just the the online portion. So yes, there's the portion where it's online all at your own pace. There's modules. You can take it when you need it and when works best for you. There's also the coaching calls. So we get on uh, biweekly, off, we call them office hours. So we're going to get on office hours and that's where we meet as a group. We have conversations. We talk. I check in, see where you guys are at. And then also you're getting coaching by me. Literally, like these examples that I'm telling you guys, it's literally me working and coaching with my straight, my my actual people. And like I said, you guys, like I'm I'm here. You hear me joke around. You hear me serious. But like again, like I tell everybody, I I'm here to coach you. And when you guys invest in in my course and invest in me, I'm investing in you guys. And sometimes that means me getting serious with you guys because 
what you guys are doing isn't getting you hired. And there's a reason for that. It's no different than when I was in college basketball. And my, 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 I'll never forget this. One of my coaches said, because in college, it's not fun and games anymore. You're getting paid to go there and they expect you to do the, they expect you to do the right things. And then you're only going to hear it when you don't. Right. And so what I just remember one of my coaches saying is when somebody is hard on you, that means they care about you. You should get really worried when they stop caring and they stop being hard, like stop pushing you because they know the potential you have and that's what they want for you. So that is the conversation. Again, I'm here to get you guys hired. It's how we get people hired with Medtronic Striker, just like we did the last week and over 500 people. So if you guys are interested, reach out. I appreciate your time and I will see you guys on the next one. Peace.